Welcome to the Workprints, the Falcon and Winter Soldier podcast. I'm your host, Bilal, and joining me is... Norton. Hey, Norton. Uh, so you did the review for the Falcon and Winter Soldier over at the Workprint. Uh, I know Christian's normally the one that's been handling the Marvel stuff in the past because he jumps on it faster than anybody. Yeah, uh, I know. Yeah, I was actually kind of surprised. <laughs> yeah, and this time around, I think he's covering it over for the gamer. Uh, and we didn't really talk to him about doing the podcast with us. So no. Yeah, that's, it. that's it. We've cut him off. That's it, Christian. <laughs> this, is your two week, this, this is your severance package. You get to learn <laughs> wow. about it. You get to learn about it over on a podcast. No, that's, we love you, Christian. And we'll that's love horrible. To have you on. <laughs> <laughs> We're brutal um, here at the work print. <laughs> yeah. You know, being replaced at the very last second um, is a common theme in both the work print and <laughs> the Falcon and Winter Soldier. That's but we'll true. We'll get to that. We'll get that's to that. That's true. So, um,. What was your expectation uh, going into this? Um, I will say one of the things that kind of surprised me was that they weren't uh, together by the end of the first episode. Yeah, that is. I feel like the the trailers kind of led you to believe that, like, oh, it's going to be a lot of them together, and then meanwhile, the first episode is like, nope, (laughs) uh, they are not together. Yeah, there's actually a lot in that trailer. Um, the, the the first couple of trailers that they've put out for this that kind of show a lot of like where this tends to go because I think one of the first clips we've ever seen was just like it's Sam throwing Captain Shield into a tree and then yep. going to retrieve it and yep. like we know he doesn't have that shield at the beginning nope. of this he like he literally hands it over to the government going like no one can replace Captain America and yeah. and, and next thing you know. Um, you know, he's, you know, he's like, I'm gonna go get a loan <laughs> because superheroes don't get paid. And we, we yeah. kind of just, like, fascinating look at what happens to the world after Thanos' snap, after the events of Endgame. And it's, yeah. I mean, actually, it's kind of funny now that, uh, we've gone through the whole coronavirus thing because somebody at, uh, Marvel, I think, uh, Fahey might have said it. But he was basically saying, like, oh, if you listen really closely to a lot of our shows, the way they talk about the snap is it'll almost kind of remind you of the way people talk about COVID-19. And I kind of wonder, I'm like, okay, it's been five years without these people. You're telling me that in five years there was no sort of economic recovery plan? (laughs) Like, you had to imagine more people like Falcon's sister existed where, you know, she doesn't have anybody else helping her at home. She doesn't, like, maybe she, maybe her parents got snapped away. I don't think they did. But still, like, you would imagine people that were depending on other people for their income. Like, did the government not step in and give them a stimulus package? Did none of this happen? Well, you see, one of the things that Thanos did when he snapped his finger was he took out all the financial people on Wall Street <laughs> and in the banks. He, he was just like, you know what? I'm going to screw you guys over, but, like, let me at least take care of this. So, right? um, you guys He's like, you're all doomed. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> all, all your debts and stuff, you don't need to worry about that. And then You'll five be years later, the Avengers <laughs> made the mistake of reversing everything. And those yeah. guys came back. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> it would have been a lot easier if they all just stayed disappeared. Would it have though? Because like I know that's it, the morbid it, side of things. But. Yes, because no, like if you lo- if you look at, at the beginning of Endgame when it's like after they killed Thanos on that faraway planet and you kind of have like Steve at that therapy group um, talking about everything that they lost. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. The, you see like the shots of the city where there's just cars 
You know, it's just like nobody bothered to move those cars on the side yeah, of the street. Yeah, like, I mean, it's five years. You're telling me in five years? Like, come on. I No. Like, I would have believed that if it was maybe like a year later, six months later, maybe even two years. I'll give you, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt of two years. But five fucking years? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. I do not see New Yorkers being like, oh, half of us got snapped away. Now we're all just going to sit in our pajamas and moan about it. Like, No. They would have been like, oh, great. Now all that alternate side parking is mine. <laughs> they would have immediately moved those cars. Could you imagine how much robbery and just crime <laughs> right? was? After like, that? forget about it. Like, that had to be mad. the security at the bank is gone. And nobody <laughs> nobody's making electricity. So all the systems are down. So, yeah. Like, I, I, I want to see what like the street level heroes were up to. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure they'll they'll have to deal with it like the the five year they're, they're gonna have to make a thing about that at some point I doubt yeah, they're just yeah. gonna keep going to like oh now it's five years later and we all just ignore everything that happened it's like no we we need some explanations here I mean props to Carol Danvers while the Avengers were taking care of Earth she was taking care of multiple planets in space uh, well you know that's how it is yeah Women just have goes. to do so much more of the we job. We do. We just we have to pick up the slack for everybody. Everybody else. Everybody. There. And then when we come back, we get yelled at for not being around. Yeah, she comes it's back like, and she nearly wins the fight by herself. Oh. But did anybody provide backup to block? The oh ship? well, that whole no. thing was bullshit anyway. <laughs> they they fucked her over because they weren't confident that she was going to be as popular. <laughs> and uh, plus, it was basically a, ve a vehicle for Robert Downey Jr. to get out of the series. So. Yeah, that is very true. Everybody knows, like, that's why everything went down the way it did. Because otherwise, 100%, she would have just beat the shit out of Thanos, taken the glove, and that would have been that. I mean, her and Scarlet Witch, there should just be, you know, the next event series should just be, like, Captain Marvel and Scarlet Witch just turn evil. And everybody <laughs> has to try to stop them, and they're like, no, and they win. Yeah, um, they're just they, like, ah, son of a bit. No, I'm not. No, nope. face, face seven, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm done. I'm not doing this. Yeah, but uh, all right. Before we get too much on a tangent, like we normally do with these podcasts, let's yeah, let's kind of like break it down. So, what's Sam been up to since we last saw him at the end of Endgame? Uh, so as far as we know, Sam has been working for the Air Force. It seems uh, he uh, apparently, well, at least at the very much in the beginning of this episode, he is in a mission in Tell Tell. Yeah, I have no idea. Some somewhere, I'm not good at it seems locations. Seems like a Middle Eastern country of some it's, sort. I want to say it is a Middle Eastern country. Uh, best guess, but he um, he does seem to mention to the one guy that he's working with the the Ramirez guy. I think that's mm -hmm. the actor's name, not the actual. I think Torres might be the name of the character. I think it was Torres. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Joaquin Torres. But uh, he does mention to him that like he has worked for the Air Force in the past. Uh, so I'm wondering, since he got blipped back, like, has, is that how he's been earning a living? And if so, why aren't they paying him well? Yeah, like, wasn't the entire point of Civil War that the Avengers kind of fell underneath the government rule? But then Falcon didn't side with Tony Stark. No. So uh, yeah, like, see. the weird thing about Civil War is they established this accord thing, and then, like, so half of them didn't sign. Yeah, and so half of them didn't get a paycheck. I so, guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, so, like, it's complicated. <laughs> it's weird that you wouldn't pay a freelancer at the very least, because, I mean, even freelancers get paid. 
Like, they saved the world, they brought everybody back. You would think they would just get, like, a free ride for the rest of their life. Yeah, like, something. Yeah, I like... I mean, jeez. But he it, comes but back it, and it's like, oh, yeah, let's... I'm going to go to the bank, and then it's like, nope, you don't get a loan. Like, what the... F- I'm Falcon. Like, yes, oh, yes. I can't give you a loan, but can I get a selfie? It's like, no. What the <laughs> can f- I wrong a, with you? Can I get a selfie with the, you know, like, with your arms out, like, wings? And it's just oh, like... Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, so it, 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 it paints, like, a really interesting picture because it's like... Uh, it, I think it brings de- things down to a small scale, at least for Sam, uh, in terms of, hey... What am I doing with my life after saving the universe, in a sense? Um, I mean, he's still running uh, yeah. mich- missions, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in his downtime, he's clearly trying to get back home and have some semblance of a life there. Because as far as we know, he's lost like one of his only friends, which would be Steve. And yeah, yeah. from what we understand from Bucky's side of things, his efforts to reach out to... Uh, Sebastian Stan's character haven't been working out either. Yeah, but you know what? With Bucky, I kind of get it. It's just like sometimes you just want to stay in on the weekend. And <laughs> he's just I, been, he's I mean, been working for like 84 years. And like <laughs> he just needs one long weekend. Like, hey, buddies are like, hey, come on, let's go out. Let's grab a drink. And he's just like, I just kind of want to sit home and watch Netflix. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I feel like his, uh, his PTSD and uh, trauma amounts to more than i would like to stay in on the weekend but yeah i feel yeah, it. yeah, yeah no, no but it's it, like um I, I don't i'll want to jump into bucky a little bit later but like yeah with, with sam it's just like yeah he throws himself into work and now he's like he goes back to his sister and he wants to save this boat but like the interesting thing that we start seeing is it's like when he's on his mission there's new groups uh or terrorists factions i think might be the best way to put it are popping up oh uh, yeah the uh, flag stompers is the it, new group really the fla- yeah that's the name of it because he did say the name was ugly and then i yeah, actually ended yeah. up re-watching that scene because uh i was trying <laughs> to figure out where it took place and it's in switzerland yeah but yeah. it's um it's funny because according to uh torres it is a group that liked it better during the blip uh, which I probably would have joined. I would have been like, yes, half a the world, people a gone is 100% better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, the concept, like, like I, I heard I heard the reasoning about it. It was, like, essentially a, wor- a, a world without borders. There's no countries. Everybody in humanity, I think, just works together for the greater yeah, good. Yeah, you like, know, and it's weird because if, like, I, I'm reviewing the Watchmen uh, yeah. at the same time. I'm trying to finish it off, but... um. Oddly enough, uh, you know, it almost seems like this is an Ozymandias level mindset where it's like, oh, Thanos has created this event that essentially united mankind and then the Avengers essentially undid it and now everybody's back to being assholes. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, almost like maybe it was better that Thanos like snapped away half of humanity. Or apparently the, <laughs> all of the universes, which is weird to me. People, people coming into this podcast are probably like, <laughs> I wonder what they have to say. And they were just like, well, screw half of humanity. <laughs> the world would have been better off without them. Thanos well, you have right. to understand, like, I am 100%. Let's get rid of half of people. 100%. Like, I would, act, I would get rid of 90% if I could. Oh, man. Like, 95%. I, whatever the 
the tiniest percent. I would leave like maybe three, one percent of humanity alive. To me, that's well, we enough lose, people. But <laughs> if we take out that many people, we might lose all the technology we have. I'm that okay with that. I'm fine I, with that. I, I would I, rather I, I, lose the human race than live in the human race world. I do not <laughs> like the human race at all. <laughs> I was a hundred percent pro Thanos in Endgame. <laughs> you ever oh, see no. uh, Kingsman? You know. I think I did, but I can't remember if I did. The plot in Kingsman is very similar, too. You have uh, Samuel L. Jackson's character basically wants to, quote-unquote, save humanity by causing it to turn on itself and destroy a lot of itself, or pretty much its entire self, except for the select people that he's rescued or set aside. And then he wants to build like a new world order, essentially, from those little seed of people. Uh, but, I mean... My plan would be more closer to Thanos's, where it would be like, it's just a blind, like you just randomly select people. You're not <laughs> sitting there going like, oh, well, I like Elton John, so he gets to live. <laughs> there was one of Dan Brown's Robert Langdon books, I believe, that has a similar concept where I think like the plot in that one. It's, was... a, it's a popular mindset, honestly. I mean, if you consider the fact that our species is rapidly expanding uh largely uh outside of the confines of its resources it's not that surprising that people would be like hey maybe it's a good idea that we get rid of most of humanity <laughs> whereas they're like well let's make that the villain's idea because if it's the hero's idea people are going to be like ah that's evil but it's like logically is it it's, yeah, it's no, not so I, bad I, but I, we've I, gotten I, on a horrible tangent we should probably get back <laughs> yes <laughs> they're like so what part of the marvel universe is this? <laughs> This is the uh, this is Earth uh, six one dead. Uh, welcome, welcome to our Falcon and Winter Soldier podcast, where we talk about <laughs> ethics of uh, ethics of uh, human uh, the human removal process. There you go. Know. The ethics uh, of human extermination. Yes. Um, so yeah, there's the flag stompers um, who want a world without borders, and uh, oh, I don't know what it is about these Marvel shows, but it's starting to feel like everybody's given powers. Like, their leader was, like, on some sort of super serum of some kind that's throwing uh, Joaquin uh, around. Yeah. Uh, trying to arrest him. Yeah. I mean, we do know that, uh, at the very least, there were two people who have gotten the super soldier serum. Both of them. Uh, the one is obviously Captain A, but the other one was Bucky. And uh, we don't know if there's any more floating around. We also don't know if they are uh inhumans or if they are some sort of other like you know I, I don't know if they've quite brought mutants into the world yet in terms of their uh their universe because i know they finally acquired fox so they finally can use the whole mutant thing but i don't know if they've gotten there yet it would be nice if they did but i don't think but i mean i i know yeah. with dc a lot of the times when somebody has powers on a dc show now they they call them metahumans so they have that excuse now where they're like oh they're just a metahuman done it's no longer yes. oh i fell in a vat of uh nuclear waste and i came out somehow with powers i mean like now it's all my, nope that's evolution I, that's how i got my powers right that's how everybody gets their powers yeah. whatever happened to just getting struck by lightning and becoming barry allen Yes. Like, I don't I, understand I, this. I, I got bit by a caterpillar, and now I'm Caterpillar Man. Exactly. Human <laughs> I butterfly. Enemy, I wrap my enemies in the cocoon. And, I, um, I don't understand. I, I came about this the good old-fashioned way. Yes. I don't know how you people are doing it through genetics. <laughs> it's unnatural, I say. 
Yes. So, uh, let's see. Where do we end up with Falcon? Uh, so Falcon winds up... Uh, so, basically, he yeah. ends up going home. He sees his sister. His sister has finally decided that she's going to sell the boat, which is their family's boat. Uh, they've apparently had it for, I'm going to assume, a while, since I think they talked about being kids and being on it. And so, she's finally made the tough decision to sell it, because I guess owning it and the business have not really gone well, so she's sort of in dire straits. He comes along and he's like, you know, look, you know, I, I think it's very uh, normal for somebody like Sam, somebody who's a, a veteran, somebody who's used to going into a situation and fixing or solving problems to come home and to see a problem and think, oh, I can definitely take care of that. I have the skills. I have the know-how. Or even if I don't, I can do the research. I can, you know, press forward and make it happen just by sheer force of will. And I think that's like partly what's so sad about it is that he ultimately has all this optimism about getting it done and he wants to get it done and he desperately wants to hold on to this piece of his past that, you know, for as far as we know, he's at least lost five years of. I'm not sure why he's super upset about it, but, you know, whatever. We don't know his entire backstory yet and I'm sure we'll get to know it. Uh, but he, you know, he really wants to make a go at saving it and I think his sister is willing to indulge him for as long as she can until obviously the bank comes a knocking and then she's like, no, like now you're, now you're fucking with my house and my kids and my, my money. Yeah. No. Uh, oh, and then we have the announcement of a uh, new captain. Eh? Yeah. Like, yeah, there's that scene in the beginning where he hands over the shield. He talks to Rhodes uh, about, um, what was it take, taking up the mantle? Uh, so Rhodes, basically what I saw it as is they invite him to the Smithsonian to dedicate the shield to what is, I'm guessing, a Captain America wing in the Smithsonian, uh, an yeah, exhibit. Yeah. And so uh, Rhodey comes up to him and kind of says like, hey, how come you didn't take on the mantle and become Captain America? And of course Sam is like, well, it didn't feel like it was mine. Um, which is, I mean... It's I, I, to fill, I get it. But yeah, I also yeah. kind of am like, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, fine, you didn't take it up. But then when you go home and you learn there's a new Captain A, you also really probably shouldn't be upset about that either. I, I mean, love the, a lot of the government's like, we need the shield so we can like properly, uh, properly give tribute to uh, Steve Rogers, and then like. 24 hours later, they're like, we got a new white guy. Yeah, <laughs> nothing you like your white heroes. Like, like, and the thing is, like, they didn't even ask Sam, who's probably, or Bucky, who were probably the two most qualified people to take up that mantle. Um, uh, again, like, I don't, I would imagine that there had to be a conversation about it, but maybe there wasn't. I mean, maybe that was part of Rhodey's conversation with him was like, hey, listen, they're probably not going to ask you. And I mean, you can't really ask Bucky because he's a war criminal at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's hard to get Bucky because Bucky's, Bucky's got a lot of weight on him. But Sam would have made sense. But then you have, like you said earlier, uh, you have that sort of racial undertone to it. Like, oh, how come they didn't ask Sam? Do they not want a black Captain America? Or is it that this conversation happened in silence and we never saw it? Or... Like, you know, maybe the whole scene with Rhodey is Rhodey sort of saying, listen, man, you either step up to this or they're not even going to ask you to dance because they don't see you. Like, they're not yeah, going to yeah. notice you because you're black. Yeah. And, and that that's, a, that's probably 
likely what it was. And like, can we just talk about this this goofy motherfucker that <laughs> they casted as the new Captain America? I took a good look at that guy and I was like, did you not see Chris Evans? Like, <laughs> did you not see that this man was like sculpted? To, like, um, <laughs> and then I they got think... <laughs> they they went on like Wayfair.com and they're just like Captain America you know, or Wish.com and they wrote like, Captain America and got something completely different back. Wow. They like order through eBay and then they're like, what the hell is this? L- listen, if if you are the actor playing um oh, New I Captain A. Yeah, New Captain America, I think they're calling him um was it US Agent? Uh, uh, yeah, Agent America or something like that. I think yeah, it is yeah. US Agent. You might be right. Listen, n- nothing against you. Um, no man can hold themselves up to Chris Evans. Uh, uh, it's hard. Yeah. It's I mean, hard. That, so, that dude like, was. I, I, I'm not beautiful. ragging on you. I'm not ragging on you. It's just we're going to have to rag on anybody that puts on that suit. That's not him. Um, so, no. It's, so, uh, in, in it's the off very chance, difficult. In, in the off chance that dude is listening. Um, <laughs> Uh, we love you. Uh, just, just do us proud. <laughs> Which I'm guessing won't happen. <laughs> no, my guess is this guy's around for like a minute and then things go horribly wrong. So I think in the comics, and do you want me to talk comic spoilers? You can if you want to. I, I because, don't read them, I'll be yeah. honest. I, I kind of get most of my comic knowledge through the television shows. Uh, I'm more of a DC person than a Marvel person, so I know way less about Marvel. Uh, than I do about DC, and that's not saying much because I don't know a whole lot about DC either. <laughs> um, but I do try to do a little bit of research. I did not actually know that new Captain A was based on anyone until this afternoon. I was talking with my friend, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I think that's supposed to be uh, what you said, like U.S. agent." And I was like, "Oh, I, I had no idea it was supposed to have a facsimile within the comics." Yeah. So feel free. It's my favorite thing after an episode drops. Everybody just is like, hey, um, <laughs> hey, did you know? Here's all the Easter eggs. This is who this is. Yeah, um, that's true. I know there was a lot in uh, WandaVision. I mean, I got them just through like the movies and the other properties, but yeah. I remember there was a lot of speculation about Mephisto and Quicksilver and all this stuff, and I'm like... I don't think they're going to do any of that. And then, of course, they didn't. So it was like, yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> my, 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 my favorite meme, um, speaking of Mephisto, is uh, someone takes the image of like uh, the new Captain America on the top of the stairs. And there's that uh, image from Drake and Josh of uh, Josh like squinting, looking at like that picture. And he's going... Mephisto, <laughs> just just because every everything in one division had all the, the entire fan base going Mephisto, it's Mephisto, isn't it Mephisto? Oh um, God, so, yeah, they were like they were so hard on that. They were like it's yeah. gotta be, and it's like no, it doesn't have to be. So, so uh, I'm crediting my knowledge of this to what the one article I read. There's probably different versions of uh, the U.S. agent, but apparently. Uh, he's also, I think it's super strength, but his identity gets revealed, and they kill his, uh, parents? Um, Ooh. Yeah, the villains kill his parents, and then he loses his mind, and then he goes off and kind of kills everybody involved that oh, wow. put him in that thing. I think that's a dark... Uh, that gets dark, dark yeah. Yeah, that gets kind of a dark way to go down, but... Just a little. Uh, Just a few maybe, shades. Yeah, I'm just, I don't. I don't see them doing that. Uh, I mean, I'll be honest. I, aside from the Netflix uh, Marvel series, I haven't really seen too much dark, dark 
in the in these uh I, I mean we only have wandavision to go off of currently but i don't feel like wandavision got too dark dark but to be fair she did they did confine it within a sitcom structure so it almost it had a bit of constriction in terms of we can't get too too dark because a sitcom would never get too too dark yeah so i think with this it might be a little more of a wild card because as far as i know they're not picking a structure to confine it in we're basically just doing a sort of it's almost like a gi joe send-up if you will where um you've, you've kind of got this power duo that's almost an odd couple uh mm -hmm. and once they get together like that's what everyone's waiting for is for them to get together and sort of have all the fun quips that they had for literally five minutes in civil war this entire Whoa. series is based on like five minutes of civil well, war it, it, it's, ac it's actually the entire concept is based off that uh and the showrunner said this i think in the the variety article uh interview he did uh, i could be wrong on the outlet here but he was like the entire concept of the show and the reason we chose these two as a duo was built off that 13 second scene yes. of them looking at each other when uh, yes, uh, with Steve was talking to Sharon. <laughs> yeah, it was just like it, 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 was, it was just like It's I, so perfect. Like they, yeah. that one scene where like he shoots Spider-Man with the drone and Sam's just or uh, uh, Bucky's just well, like you couldn't have done that sooner. Well, well, <laughs> He's well, just well, like, the, I hate the, you. There's that, and there's the one where I think it's... Oh, um, in the car, right? In the car, yeah, yeah. when they both look at each other. He's like, like you're like, going to move your seat back? Is just, <laughs> the, the chemistry is just built in between the two. Like, even if you, like, if you get some time, like, just look up the interviews that the two of these guys have done. Uh, and they're always, they're always paired together because they work well off each other, and so... I'm, I mean, that's I'm, always I'm, nice to see, too, yeah. you know? And I'm, I'm very glad just in terms of the way it kind of worked out uh, for the characters because it's like, you know... They are both, I think, historically speaking, sidekicks, from yep, what I understand. Yeah. So it's nice to see them kind of get front and center and sort of have their own time in the sun and, and sort of being their own characters now instead of just, oh, I'm Cap's sidekick Bucky or I'm Cap's sidekick Falcon. Yeah, and, and they both, I believe in the comics, have taken up the mantle of Captain America. I can believe uh, that, definitely. Yeah, I know yeah. Sam has because uh, I play stupid Marvel Puzzle Quest and it's always like <laughs> one of the characters is Sam Wilson, Captain America. Yes. I don't think uh, they yeah. have a Winter Soldier Captain A yet, but I'm sure it's yeah. in there. Yeah, I think, yeah, I believe Bucky Barnes serves as Captain America for some time. And I think that was like the rumor going around when... Um, after the Winter Soldier, because I think Chris Evans had like one more movie left or something like that before ah. he his contract, and everyone's like, "Oh, Chris Evans is gonna die, and Bucky's gonna take his place." <laughs> um, gotta, gotta love like the conspiracy uh, theory hall that everybody goes down. Uh, I mean, to be fair, you have—I I will say that they have a bit more chances of being right, only because now you actually have comic book creators making movies as opposed yeah. to the old days when it was just studios that had no idea what the hell any of this was just making their idea of it mm -hmm. no. so now no. it's like oh there's there's more of a chance that they're going to dig deep into their canon and pull out some bullshit and you're going to be like i know that bullshit <laughs> <laughs> no, that's perfect anyway we should probably check in on bucky <laughs> yes uh so Bucky Barnes, um, just going through some therapy uh, when we catch up with him. I enjoy his introduction because it is... So the, the, the way they introduce Sam is with an action sequence. 
Uh, it's him on his mission. I mean, they do like a brief introduction of him ironing a shirt while he's talking. They're having like the voiceover of him and Captain A talking. But yeah. later on, much like right instantly after that, it's just a whole entire action sequence that's pretty much uh, what you'd find in like um, Top Gun level. Uh, you know, complete with quips and everything. And the way they introduce Bucky is almost the same, except that his action sequence has sort of this dark tinge to it where you find out, oh, it's a nightmare and it's stuff he did when he was Winter Soldier and it sucks. <laughs> like at first I thought like, oh, they're sending him out in his Winter Soldier look to go help people? <laughs> and then I realized like, oh no, this is a dream and he's, he's having a nightmare to something he did in his past. That makes way more sense. Although I do miss long hair Bucky, R.I.P. Sexy Bucky. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, he's man. Sebastian Stan looks good no matter what. He does. I will give you that. But uh I'm a sucker for a guy with long hair. So I think I think the short hair for me works better. But I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> as a straight man, the short hair for me works better. <laughs> it's okay, Wow. Nobody's judging you here. Hey, no, no. I mean, I will admit if I'm mad as good looking, no problem at all. These are these of, are audience tested hot people. You can't yes, you can't go wrong. I just come on, Marvel. Give me one ugly superhero. Just one. I mean, Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Uh, he's so he's got like that old man professor swagger going. Yeah, on he. You know what it is? Mark Ruffalo for me is always kind of like it, it's like kind of a toss. I'm like sometimes I think he's hot, sometimes I'm like eh. <laughs> like he's so, sort of he's got kind of that ugly hot thing going on. <laughs> so, so, sometimes sometimes he's the hot professor, other times he's the ec uh, eccentric uncle. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Like perfect fit. <laughs> There we go. Okay, thank you, Marvel. You've already delivered. No offense, Mark <laughs> Ruffalo. I still think you're very attractive. He probably knows. I dug yeah, myself yeah. a hole from which there is no escape. <laughs> we've 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 seen those pictures of him on set as the Hulk, like green with the fist. It's right? so funny. It's so funny. It's so good. Uh, all right. So then, Bucky. So. so do we begin with Bucky on his nightmare, or do is it the therapy first? No, you actually start with him in the nightmare. That's because, uh, again, like I said, they open Sam's side up with action, so they technically open up Bucky's side with action. It's just his action is different from Sam's. Whereas Sam's is on a U.S.-sanctioned mission that's a little bit covert. Uh, Bucky is on a covert Russian mission that is obviously 100% not U.S.-sanctioned. And it winds up leading to information that we discover later, uh, because at the end of his nightmare, he shoots a young man in the face. Yes. Well, I'm assuming Which, in the face. Yeah, that, that seemed to be the face. He definitely um, shot a guy <laughs> and killed yeah. him, clearly. And uh, was, what was really interesting there um, was uh, the idea of how Bucky is still going through a lot of the deprogramming from his Winter Soldier days. And I think that was always something in the movies that rubbed me the wrong way because, like, in the Winter Soldier, he was just, like, he was off the deep end uh, in terms of, this, like, uh, how, but, like, he wasn't, he wasn't Bucky Barnes. He, he was, he was very himself. afraid of himself. And, yes. you know, he understood that the programming was still in there. I think he kind of had a little bit of hope that, it wouldn't be triggered, but then in Civil War, you see that Baron Zemo triggers it, and he's 
he's sort of very disappointed by the ability that it still has to control him. And like he says to the therapist, you know, he, he goes to Wakanda, he gets the brainwashing removed and he has like a little bit of peace. And then it's now he has to go back to war. And on top of that, he gets disappeared for five years. So he gets vanished for five years. So it's like, oh, well now I'm, like you come back from being vanished and now you're automatically a civilian. You're, I mean, technically you come back and you have to fight in this giant infinity war that you had no idea what the fuck was happening. Uh, but you're suddenly just like, yeah, let's do this. Let's go fight a bunch of minions. And then once that gets done, he has to get pardoned. He has to go to therapy. Now he's basically, he's a civilian according to uh, the therapist. (laughs) What, what were his three rules? Uh, the first rule is that he can't break any laws. Uh, the second rule is that he can't hurt anybody. And the third rule, from what I can understand, is he has to say his name, that he's no longer the Winter Soldier, and that he's trying to make amends. Yes. So he kind of has like a, a weird sort of uh, AA meeting uh, structure to his life now, where it's like, his therapist very badly wants him to sort of come to terms with the things he did, but he's also having a bit of a trouble doing that because making amends can mean very different things. Like you see the, the first instance of him making amends that we see is him sort of acting a little outside of those lines in order to entrap, I think, a woman that he put in place. Like she was a Hydra agent that he helped get in place. And he, you know, captures her as it were and exposes her. Uh, not in a bad way, but, you know, in a in an arresting way, <laughs> I yes. should say. The cops uh, show up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, you know, we see that side of it where we're kind of like, oh, so it must not be that bad for him to make amends because now he can go around righting all the wrongs he did as the Winter Soldier. But then later on we see him making amends in a way that we don't even expect his amends, which is him befriending this old man who we later learn is the father of the man he killed in the opening nightmare. Yeah, and like, I, I, so it's funny because we see, you know, in, in therapy, Bucky's therapist asks for his phone and she's basically like, you know, Sam's been texting you. You don't talk <laughs> to anybody. You only talk to me. Like, you're um, lonely, bro. Yeah, you're lonely. And then like immediately after he meets up with this old Japanese, was it a Japanese man? I think he's Japanese, yes. Yeah. Uh, named Yuri, and he, like, goes to, you know, brings him out for, uh, like, lunch and whatnot. Yeah, so at first you're thinking, like, like, to my my interpretation was that, okay, so the therapist is trying to have him make more modern connections, you know, date, make friends, keep alliances that you have, um, meet new people, maybe, whereas, you know, because he has sort of Cap's problem where he is a man out of his time, maybe he wants to hang out with people who are older because he can understand, he can relate to them. Exactly. So at first, that's what you think it is. It's like, oh, he, yeah. he's not totally alone. He has friends, even if they're a little weird. And then you realize by the end of it, oh, no, he's, uh, I mean, we don't know if they're still friends by the end of everything, but we do know that the reason he seems to have struck up a relationship with this man is because... That is almost his way of making amends, even though he can't bring himself to say it. Yeah, um, and it's it's really interesting because, like, you know, he gets set up on this date. Like, Yori helps him out. Uh, like, uh, I, I, 
I, I, yeah. I, read, I read your part about this in the <laughs> article. It's just like how everybody who is a man stuck out of time or a person stuck out of time is always immediately be like, you should start dating right? somebody. And I'm like, dude, he like, I remember this from the Captain A movie too, because like he wakes up and it's almost like this whole running gag in the second movie of like, how come you're not seeing anyone? And it's like, really? What? I mean, could you do the math here? I've been frozen for like 90 fucking years. Like, give me a minute. I'm not just going to meet up and strike up with random people. And his argument to, to Winter Soldier is, or not Winter Soldier, Black Widow is pretty interesting where he's just like, you know, it's hard to find somebody that you have shared life experience with. Yeah. And it's very true. And I find it kind of funny because in my article, I do say that, you know, with Captain A, I think people gave him a little bit more of a leeway because he had Peggy. So you had somebody that they wanted him to be paired with ultimately anyway. And then a lot of people, I think, didn't really like the whole fact that he kissed the niece. Uh, even though it was like a nice moment in the movie and everything, I think a lot of people were like, no, like we don't want this. We don't want him with anyone else but Peggy. So I think that's what leads to the ending of Endgame. But with Bucky, as far as we know, he doesn't have an epic love story. He doesn't have anybody that he lost in 1945. Yeah, and that's because he got shot on a train and fell off. Yeah, and then the other problem is that, you know, again, you look the way you look. So he looks like a normal 30, 40-year-old man, whatever he's supposed to be realistically, uh, as opposed to having the mentality or the life uh, experience of a 90-year-old man. Which, actually, if you think about it, Bucky has less of Captain's, or maybe more of Captain's problem. That's the, that's the tricky part, because Bucky kept, kept getting waken up. Like, Cap just slept straight through. Yeah. But Bucky kept getting resurrected or woken up every blah, blah, blah decades to do bad things. So it's like, I mean, I guess on the bright side, you could say that like he almost had the same experience as Cap, because even though he was woken up, he wasn't actually there. He was just programmed and did his thing, came back, and then went back to sleep. That is very true. But, but I wonder how much... Because like, it seems even when he did wake up, he might have not have been fully in control of... He was just a man on a mission, just go complete it as ruthlessly as possible, and then come back and wait for your next assignment. Yeah. So I mean, that's yeah. how the brainwashing worked. So like, if you think about it, now you have a guy who, uh, I didn't even put this together at the time, pardon me, but you have a man who gets woken up every couple of centuries or every couple of decades to do a job, and then you figure, oh, he gets vanished for five years, and what's the first thing that happens when he comes back? He gets consigned to do a job. Yeah. <laughs> he has to go fight the Infinity War. So it's, I almost kind of feel like Bucky kind of reminds me of one of those people from the Shawshank Redemption where it's like he doesn't know how to live a life without somebody telling him what to do. And he's very lost. It's like, I don't like when we see him in the nightmare, when he wakes up from the nightmare, he's in his assuming an apartment, but he's like on the floor. I'm like, is it a mattress? I don't even, it looked like, like I don't even, to me. Yeah, it looked like he yeah. just had a blanket on the floor and like, that's what he's sleeping on. And it's like, really, bro? <laughs> no bed? Yeah. I mean, even he, fucking Rogers slept in a bed. Yeah, but I feel like Steve Rogers had government, like he had shield all over him essentially like immediately. No, he did. And you like, have to remember, she, like Rogers yeah. also didn't have the brainwashing. He didn't have the, uh, 
the ruthless assignments to go murder people. He didn't have the get back in your chair unless you're being used type thing. So he did have a bit more agency to him. So Bucky is almost this brand new character in a weird way. Yeah. And like, it's great that we get these moments of him just um, uh, expanding on both Sam and Bucky in the series and just like taking a beat, understanding the world that we're in post-Endgame because it's not like you... uh, There's a lot to take into consideration when half the population disappears <laughs> then reappears all like the political the, the society yeah um, challenges I... all, all that and so it's like it's, it's nice to get this moment to just breathe because we see some of it in spider-man far from home but like we don't kind of get see see like the smaller down the scale impact of it so i'm kind of glad they took like, this first episode um to just kind of breathe and live into it yeah, uh, I think it was is. important for them to to take the first episode and sort of it's a bit more of a slow burn and it's mm-hmm. a nice sort of where are they now type thing because yeah. we don't really know like we haven't seen these characters since Infinity War or since Endgame actually both and even in those instances it was very brief so yeah. the last time we really saw them having any sort of screen time that was hefty was Civil War yeah that's very true and then like um, with yeah, it was a war. Cause I think Falcon's like one or two lines in Endgame were very much at the end. Same with Bucky's when Steve pops up. Yeah, uh, Falcon is Steve. pretty much on Steve's calm, and then he's like, "Steve, on your left," and yeah, that's yeah. it. And then he flies in. Yeah. And I don't think Bucky uh, has any lines. I think he did at the end when he tells Sam to go to the bench because there's an old man sitting there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And then, I mean, they have a little bit of lines in um, in, uh, Infinity War because, obviously... Yeah, it's more about wrapping up Steve Rogers' story than it is about... Oh, yeah. I mean, Endgame and Infinity War are just about dealing with Captain A and Iron Man. And, like, how do you get rid of these two people (laughs) so that you can make room for new versions of them? Yeah, and then um, one thing I don't want to skip on is how the show keeps alluding that Steve Rogers is gone, but like not yeah. dead. <laughs> and then there's a conspiracy, he's on a base in the moon. Yeah, I'm uh, like, is which... he Dr. Manhattan all of a sudden? <laughs> and, uh, I, I, just, I just find it really funny that... Um, like, they won't come out and straight out say it, because I, I don't think many people know the full story of what happened to Steve Rogers, and I think it's still, like, pretty tight-lipped on, like, he might just be an old man, like, feeding ducks in the park, and nobody knows it besides, like, five people. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean the, the funny thing is, like, for me, for um, that entire storyline, that was the only time I ever saw anything with time travel that, to me, actually made sense, because if you think about it, he goes back to a time where he already exists and is frozen in ice. And then he himself can now go and be with Peggy. So there's two hymns as far as I know. Yes. Like that's the thing that's confusing because it's, there's two hymns. The one that stays with Peggy is the one that ends up as the old man at the bench. But the one that comes out of the ice he ends up going into the machine and then starting the it, loop all over again. So I'm guessing it, that's it, where, quote-unquote, he goes. No, it's... it's. 
still the same person. But I don't think anybody knew what happened to old Steve. Like, that's the thing. Because he disappears, for all intents and purposes, he disappears at the end of Endgame. He just gives that shield, and then, yeah, he just... Like, he goes to return all the artifacts, and then he never comes back. And then the next thing we know, there's, like, an old version of him that's, like... Well, I I think that is him. So I think I don't think just, it is though. You don't think so? No, because see the way I the way I see it is that he when he goes back to 1940 whatever it is, he's mm-hmm. like the present version of him is already in ice. So do you understand what I'm saying? But he doesn't go back in his original body. He goes back as his future He goes self. back as his present self to yeah, the past. Yeah. But yeah, his yeah. present self in the past is in ice. Yes, but that, so, present self, that present self still lives out that same timeline. That's what I'm so saying. Can, so yeah. the, the present self that's in ice gets thawed, becomes Captain A, and ends up going into the machine at the, the end of uh, Endgame and looping yeah. back. Meanwhile, old him is the present self that looped at the end of uh, Infinity War and then went to go be with Peggy. So essentially there are two Steve Rogers existing at the same time. They're just well, I, I, existing I at a different period like there's the one that lives the whole life that he didn't get to live and then there's the one that starts his life in whatever like whenever he gets thawed in 2009 or 8 or whenever the hell that movie came out i can't remember i think i to me it's still the same character it's it's still it's still the same steve all he does is he he drops off the infinity stones and instead of coming back he just stays and then lives out from that point onward right but in order for that to happen other Steve Rogers still has to exist because other Steve yeah. Rogers would still have to have gotten thawed, become an Avenger, done all the things, gone to Infinity War and all that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then, no, that, 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 that also happens. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So I'm saying yeah, that it, it's, essentially... He's just chasing, it's just a shadow chasing itself all the way back. Kind of, yeah. So yeah. you have the one, the thawed Captain A who inevitably becomes old Captain A who was always Captain A, technically. And then you have that Captain A that becomes old Captain A that gets to live... Like, he almost gets to live two lives, but it's just a weird way of doing it. Yeah. Okay. But that's time travel shit, so yes. who cares? <laughs> yes. Uh, but let's, uh, yeah, let's jump back to Bucky before we <laughs> run too much longer. I think... So, yeah, Bucky gets set up on that date. Um, he's on that date. It's going pretty well in my eyes, and then he remembers uh, he needs to pay back Yuri, and that's where that connection is made of the man he killed in his uh, nightmare was Yuri's son. Uh, and Yuri, yes. like, all Yuri wants is to know is like what happened with his son, and it turns out it was Bucky that killed him. But I think like that realization that happens uh, th- when it hit me was like, w- is that shot in the hallway when it's like storming outside right before he knocks on the door? I was like, no! I was like, no! Why would you do this to yourself? Wait, <laughs> so, did you think he was gonna kill the old guy? No, I didn't think he was gonna kill the old guy. I was for me, it was just like, why would you befriend him and put yourself in this awkward situation of like having to apologize for, to, for what happened with your son and then trying to explain, like, hey, I was programmed, I was an assassin. I mean, Nobody's again, he's, shit. he's on a mission to make amends, and like it or not, that's going to lead to some very difficult situations. I uh, do agree that maybe befriending the guy uh, ahead of the time, maybe not the best idea, maybe he should have just gone up and ripped the Band-Aid off, 
But on the other hand, it's an old guy. So you got to figure, maybe he did the math and he's like, look, if I come up to this guy out of nowhere, say, hey, my name is Bucky Barnes. I used to be the Winter Soldier. I killed your son. And then walks out. The dude might just fucking die. Yeah. So to him, it's almost kind of easier to be like, hey, look, let me befriend the old guy. Let me see like where he's at. I'll see where I'm at. And then when he goes on the date and the girl won't shut up about, you know, oh, like he misses his son. It's his son's dead. Bucky's kind of like, yeah, I get it. I got I have to go. Like, let me go do this thing that I've been putting off. Yeah. I mean, not that cynical. I'm I'm an asshole, but I'm sure Bucky has a much more romantic (laughs) side of things where he's just like, he's like, you know, it's not right for me to be on this date. I'm denying the thing I should be doing, which is facing the consequences of my actions. And even then, he doesn't really get to do it because he goes to talk to the guy. And as far as I know, he doesn't actually confess. Doesn't he just pay him some money? Yeah, like, I forget. Pay him some, yeah, he, he, he pretty much says, he's like, hey, I forgot to pay you back for lunch or something. Like yeah. That. Uh, and then he just pays him. He doesn't admit it. I think as much yeah. as he's trying to. And, like, the thing is, Yori is just one of those names on the list. And there's, like, it's a pretty big list from what I can tell. Well, yeah, because um, he even says in Civil War that he, like, remembers all of them. Yeah. He remembers so, everybody he had to wipe out. And it's it's what, like, it's 90 years worth of people, so you got to figure every couple decades they were pulling them out. Oh, man. That's just a lot to live with. Hopefully one day Bucky will find his peace. I mean, we'll see what he gets by the end of the series. I'm, personally, I'm kind of looking forward to... I don't want him paired with Emily Van Camp's character, which is, again, Peggy's niece, because I just, I don't like it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no offense to Emily Van Camp. She's a lovely lady and everything, but I just, I wouldn't want her with Bucky. Like, I just don't like them paired together. I do like the potential of Bucky and Sam's sister. That's kind of fun. I think that might be a, a fun <laughs> pairing. That would be a great dynamic just so the two of them can, uh, I could, I could just imagine. Because I, I have seen a scene where Sam says, like, I don't want you hitting on my sister. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just kind of like, Hmm. <laughs> I hope he does it just to mess with him. I, I think it would be great. I think it would be a nice... And, like, again, you have a person who already has children, so there's no pressure to have kids. You know, she already has her own life. She already has her own agency. It's not like, you know, Peggy's niece, you'd have to get married to her, have kids, do a whole thing. It's like, no, I'm good. Like, let me just date the lady that already has kids. I don't have to make any more messes. Like, I don't think Bucky's the kind of person that would want kids after everything he's been through. (laughs) I feel like he'd be afraid that they'd be, like, poisoned, if you know what I mean. Not, like, physically poisoned. I mean, like, you know, uh, biologically poisoned almost. They were like, you know, oh, they might be monsters like I was made to be kind of a thing. Because people have that weird sense of, like, shame. Yeah, no, um, I agree with you on that. Like, I could see Bucky being like, it ends with me. <laughs> I don't want any more me's. Yeah, so it seems like, um, to wrap things up, that we have quite a bit of plot that's been laid out in this pilot to go through. Um, one being the Flag Stompers? Stomp- flag Smashers, right? Flags. 
Stomper? Maybe it was Flag Stompers. Flag Smashers? Whatever they are. Yes, but whatever the point they are. Is, a I think, group I, of, uh, think they are the name. Flag Stompers. But yes, new terrorist group. So you've got a new terrorist yes. group you got to deal with. You have a new yeah, Captain A in the mix. Yes, and um, now the U.S. government. Um, and you have the question of how exactly do Falcon and Bucky get paired? Because from what we understand, Sam's friend has sent him this information about this terrorist group, but... So far, we don't know, like, where James fits into this. Like, when does Sam call up James and say, hey, I have something a bit more your speed? Yeah, and then we also have Baron Zemo as well, whenever he gets introduced. He is, yeah. I mean, it would be interesting if he's sort of the leader of the, the Flag Stompers, ultimately. Like, maybe he's the one who starts the group. I, I could see that. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I it could be one of those yeah. things where it, it, it's a six-episode series, so yes. there's and not a whole lot of wiggle room. Which was shocking to hear, uh, to be honest, when I heard it was six. I thought eight would have been more doable. But um, I'm not too surprised, because I think WandaVision was... What was WandaVision? Was that nine. not six? I thought that was six. No, that was more than six. That might have um, been nine, I think. Oh, yeah, because I think it was supposed to be 12. Because originally it was supposed to be a 12 hour or 6 hours, but they were a half an hour each in theory. So it was supposed to be 12 episodes. But then I think, yeah, I think you're right. It's only 9. But but you know what? Uh, I, but I'm wondering I if part of that was because of the corona thing. Yeah, I'll also take a shorter series compared to what happened with like Daredevil, Luke Cage. Oh, and, I, uh, you have no idea how happy I am about the fucking the short seasons. Like, so happy. Like, 13's not a lot, but, like, when it came to Marvel shows, it was just, like, maybe doing one villain at a time, it became too much. Like, especially Daredevil's first season, I think, that was, like, a good example of, like, a strong first season. Same with Jessica Jones. But there's, like, so much padding sometimes in there, it's just, like... No, there's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You're losing the thread a bit. Like, you could have tightened this up by dropping, like... Three episodes. Oh yeah, I agree. Nobody would have compl- nobody would have complained. I mean, uh, you have to remember that like the standard network season is about twenty four episodes. Uh, yeah. I think twenty twenty two for hours, and I think like twenty four for half hours. But then you also have uh, you had cable, which started to bring it down to like sixteen, which was a bit more you know personable. Yeah. And then Netflix started with twelve to thirteen for theirs for the most part, which yeah, is yeah. like almost a pilot season as it would be on network. So to me, I love I'm personally hoping that we kind of stick with this whole ab fallout from COVID where it's like the seasons are much shorter because I feel like you can tell much more concise stories. You can tell better stories. Like you said, there's less filler episodes. There's so much filler episodes in the traditional season. So much that it's like, no, I don't need any of this. And even with a 12 or 13 episode season, it's like, I, you know what? I could have done with less. <laughs> you could have done 9 or 11 and I would have been okay with that. And I mean, yeah. Watchmen was 9. That was kind of a perfect uh, number. I've got to say WandaVision was 9. That actually worked out pretty well. At the end of the day, if you want your season to end and you want people to be like, oh, I wish there were more episodes, that's better than to say, oh, I can't believe I made it through like all of those episodes. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, we uh, should really just adopt more of the UK style because that's what they do too. Like, they're very short seasons. Not those short because that's like three episodes, but still. And I think one of the funny, it's funny that you mentioned that because when I was editing your review in the title, you had season one, episode one. I was like, 
there ain't gonna be a second season of this. I just know. <laughs> I just know there's not going to be. I and mean, like... I agree with you. I don't think they're gonna. I think these are pretty. I mean, I think they even said they're they're considered miniseries. Yeah. Almost because I want to say um, when they were doing the the commercials for them, they even said like, "Oh, the miniseries is gonna drop." So it's yeah, they're very much not intending a second season. Yeah, which I like well, how, too. I I personally love a show that can pull off because pilot seasons tend to be your strongest season. Not always, but usually. Yeah, uh, first or second season of a show. But like yeah. in this in this case, it's like you're not doing a format. You're you're progressing a universe and a story forward. Yeah, like these characters could po- most likely will come back in another miniseries or something. Like I think was it Secret Invasion? It's likely being like the event series that's coming up. Like, oh I yeah, imagine all the, all them to be back for that. Definitely. But I d- yeah, but I don't. Uh, but I don't imagine we'll see like Falcon and Winter Soldier season two. No, um, I agree with you. Yeah, because like th- these shows are flushing out the world that the films didn't. And like, think about it: we have four Marvel films this year, and we still ha- and three shows. Maybe there's a fourth one this later this year. I could be missing. That's like seven Marvel properties dropping in one year. Well, you have to remember, they got kind of slowed down because of Corona, because technically every year I think they were releasing like three movies. Not to mention they had uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. going at one point, then they had the Netflix series going at one point, so they are sort of being forced to sort of take a different approach now. I do think we still get four going forward as well, because this year it's Black Widow, Shang-Chi, and The Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, Eternals. Oh god, that movie. We, we haven't even seen a trailer for it, and then we've been wrapped up <laughs> for so long. Uh, and then we have Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, the next year, and, and then for TV this year, was WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, What If, and Miss Marvel. Mm. Hawkeye as well? So, like, there's a lot dropping this year. Uh, and then next year, we have from movies, Doctor Strange, which, I, I mentioned this in the finale podcast for WandaVision, Really makes me sad because it was supposed to be WandaVision, and a few weeks right after was supposed to be Doctor Strange instead of a year. Um, yeah. So like, it, it, that's the one gut wrenching part because it would just been like so nice to see those two go into each other. So yeah, I got Doctor Strange into the multiverse of madness, Thor: Love and Thunder, Black Panther two, and Captain Marvel two. I still don't know what they're gonna do with Black Panther two. Um, so very curious. But then on the TV side, yeah, Moon Knight, She Hulk, um, confirmed. Uh, I don't know when Secret Invasion, Ironheart, Ar- Armor Wars, or I Am Group are planned for. Um, hmm. But what else is also planned for is the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Oh, Jesus. The, yes. So that will be quite interesting. I hope they decorate Groot as a tree, because if they don't, what are you doing? Yeah, what a waste. Actually, yes. it would be better if they uh, dressed up Drax. I think that would be amazing. I see that. I think that would be funny. They kind of subvert it, and they're like, nope, Jax is a tree. Yes. Uh, no, so very excited to see where um, to take all of this in the near future. It should be interesting. I'm definitely looking forward to it. I I will be honest, I am not a good fan in the sense where I did not know about any of that. So <laughs> I'm more of the normal viewer that's like just happily surprised by what's coming up. Uh, there's a Marvel movie in two months? What? Right? I'm going to be like, wait, what? Like, I knew about the Black Widow thing because I remember it got uh, sidelined. Yeah. By, uh, and then everybody more? was like, oh, why don't you just release it? And they were like, no, it must be in theaters. Yes. It's like, all right. You're still going to make money, but whatever. Yeah. They would have made so much money 
I, I think I, I think they expect it to make so much money regardless. So. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, the thing is, like, they can they have enough money that they can they can hold out. Yeah. Exactly. Like they want and that plan to happen. They had a very the the problem is that they had a very meticulous setup, and COVID just sort of threw a wrench in the whole thing. And they're like, no, we're just going to yep. stay with our meticulous setup. And you're well, like, I'll okay. I'll give Disney credit. They at least on the animated side. Uh, released some of those movies. Oh yeah, no, they uh, were definitely like, "Fuck it, let's do this." But my god, am I glad I saw Mulan at home because <laughs> that shit was utter garbage. I oh, haven't seen god. it yet. Don't, don't. Okay, it's not good. The Did you see Raya hard. yet? Raya was Raya. Raya was good. Uh, Borderlands great. There's some really cool stuff they do there. I don't think the story is as strong as I would have liked. All right, anime, I can see that. The, yeah, but the story still it, it, it's worth the watch. I'll okay. say Raya is worth the watch. Yeah. All right. Like you won't you won't regret the time you spent with Raya. Um, well, and we're Saul, hoping Saul was fantastic. Um, I liked Saul. Saul was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Saul was like a very good surprise. Uh, just kind of exactly what I needed at that time. <laughs> but yeah, so let's hope that. Uh... Sam and James get together next episode. I'm. I have a feeling they're going to because again, they only have six episodes. So, as slow so as they might want to be, they've they've got to speed this up a little. Yeah. So what I imagine is we have those like trailer shots of the neon city. There's that one train heist as well that's coming up. Uh, so and Sharon Carter is uh, according to IMDb is in five episodes. So I imagine the gang will be getting together by the next episode and uh, everything will probably be moving into what kind of series we'll get out of it by the end of episode two. I, I, I think I think episode two brings them together and then three to six are the mission itself. I could see that. Um, I mean, technically, I guess if you want to do... There's six episodes, so you can have two for everything. You can have two as a start, two as the mission, and then two as the conclusion if you wanted to. Not that you're going yeah. to, but... I just hope they avoid the classic Marvel problem of making that last episode just over-the-top action. Um, I mean, like, the intro was awesome, don't get me wrong, but, like... Make it was it a lot. Meaning. Yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> like, make it have meaning, uh, for sure. Yeah. And, uh, that oh, was that was really very head spinny because it was like all of a sudden you get hit with all its action and then bam we're back we're like for the rest of the episode pretty much no action until like yeah. the very very end. Yeah, well, I'll I'll give them credit. They did say these Marvel shows were going to be have the same budget as like the movies, and for the most part, it feels that way. Yeah, um, no, they're very so, good looking. It's yeah. a good production. It's not Agents of Shield level of. <sighs> I like the Agents of Shield. I like. I'm not, I'm not ragging on Agents of Shield, but you could tell that was like a television. Production. I agree. I agree. Um, but Agents of Shield, especially those later seasons, definitely some really <sighs> great storytelling in there. That show got tired though. Like it, they just they they went. Show that could have used shorter seasons. Oh my god! By far, that show could have used uh, so much love. Like that, shorter like, seasons, like, a better plan, the whole nine. If you if you watch Agents of Shield. For the first season, just watch the last six episodes. Because that's actually when it gets good. Yeah. Uh, when then everything with the Winter Soldier and yep. Hydra happens. Yeah. Uh, oh, God, that was so good. Well, don't I, forget I, that led into... Like, the, the, the start of, I think, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was the end of the first Avengers movie, and I think the, the second part no, no, of it, it was, was Winter Soldier. It was, yeah, that, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, it's um. Yeah, I think I stopped around Ghost Rider for that, but. Oh, I like their Ghost Rider a lot, actually. Yeah, I it, it just became a thing of like I. It I went think... off the rails towards the end there, but it was really good <laughs> at the beginning, which I think is I, like uh... Agents of Shield's number one problem was that like they had a really good start to th- to storylines and plots, and then the ending of them was just like really. <laughs> You're yeah, like, oh, you lost your way so far. And then they tried to bring it all. People weren't sure if it was actually affecting the Marvel Universe or not, or how the Netflix yeah, stuff tied in. Yeah, just like I was like, Marvel. no, I'm willing to just. It, this is a what if for me. I don't care anymore. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and then there's the entire thing with the Inhuman series that <sighs> it was supposed to be part of the cinematic universe, but then it, it was just awful. Was, yeah, so, yeah. I just heard about how bad it was. I, yeah, I, was I didn't like, see it. I never watched it. I just heard it was god awful from yeah. like the most devoted. Marvel I heard fans. that like, too. Like nobody mentions it. Like you bring up Inhumans and nobody, everyone's like, eh, oh yeah, they haven't done Inhumans yet. Like, it's like no. the DCU with Green Lantern. It's like we never had a Green Lantern movie. What are you talking about? And like it, it made it even more confusing because like Agents of Shield did Inhumans. Yeah, then, they were then, Inhumans like, in, 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 but they just ignored like the entire royalty yes. line. They were like, nope, that's not our problem. Yep. You have fun uh, with that. That's not my thing. Uh, speaking of other fun uh, superhero stuff, um, Amazon has Invincible coming out in four days. And I don't, I don't know if most people have read the comics or not. I'm going to say no, but it's very good. Yeah, I, I have I no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, it's uh, from Rob... Um, Robert Kirkman, the Walking Dead dude. Oh. Uh, yes. I don't like the, the Walking Fog- Dead. Yeah, but this is different than the Walking Dead. Uh, so this is better than the Walking Dead, in my opinion. But a father and son uh, superhero. Do- oh, it's basically a son that comes into his powers. And his dad's like the hero. He's like the Superman of the world. And like the dynamic there and the hidden family secrets and things like that. And it's, it's, it's really, really good. And I highly recommend everybody check it out. Yeah. Yes, that was my non-Marvel attachment. So let's uh, <laughs> let's let's wrap things up. I think we're over the hour mark. Uh, yep, and looks this like it. Happens. We've yes. done our time. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, Norton. Where can people find you? Uh, I write for the work print, and then otherwise, I do a podcast once a month with uh, Rob, who's also work writes for the work print. Yeah, he mentioned something about Bird Girl, which I don't know what that is. I don't know um, either, but he he finds these weird properties that he gets passionate about. So I'm like, go oh, you. I mean, I'm looking forward <laughs> to Loki because I'm like, all mine. I want it. Yes. <laughs> yes. I think you called that. I definitely. Before, I was like, Before it, done. the series was even announced, you just were like, <laughs> yep. next Loki thing is mine. I was like, yes. as soon as I saw that trailer, I'm like, I'm doing Loki. Yes. <laughs> um... Yeah, and then uh, you guys can find me uh, over at the work print. Uh, not actually, ha- don't have time to write anything anymore. So I'm just, uh, uh, actually just find me on Twitter, at Bilal underscore Mia. There you go. Uh, and I'll be editing everyone's articles over at the work print as we all work ourselves or cry ourselves through this pandemic. Hopefully summers are better days. Um, well, the vaccines are starting to... to roll out, so yeah, we've, we've definitely I, I mean, got, got my... a light at the end of this tunnel. Yeah, I've got mine, but it's just like, you just got to now make sure everybody uh, else gets theirs, yep. and then b- by May or June, we can all just, or, you know, by 4th of July, hopefully, we all could just, like, go out and watch some fireworks, and just, like, everybody's in a good mood, and we don't wish Thanos snaps half of them away. <laughs> oh, I will always wish that. That's not going to change. 
<laughs> All right. So to half of you, to half of you out there, uh, we love you. To the other half, we wish you a snap away. <laughs> Till next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.